The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another get-together for It's Electric, where we talk about our favorite small kitchen appliances, appliances that are accessible, some that are not, and our favorite ones, as well as sometimes we give out recipes and just all kinds of good stuff. So if you're into small kitchen appliances, you have come to the right place. Thank you to Mike, who is our host tonight, and to Deb, who is streaming for us tonight. It is March 15th, 2023, just in case you're listening to this later and want to know when it is taking place. We are glad to have everyone here. I don't know how many we have yet. I know at least one person who's here because he is from the same state that I am from. So we're going to get started, and sometimes I try to figure out clever ways to have people raise their hands, but I'm not going to do that this time. We have about nine people here, excluding streamer and host. How many? Nine. Nine, okay. Well, that's That's not including our streamer and host, so. Okay, all right. So what we're going to do tonight is if you want to talk about your favorite small kitchen appliance, or if you have a question about a kitchen appliance that perhaps you're considering buying, just raise your hand and Mike will ask you to unmute and then unmute and start talking to us. Who do we have? Mike, can you raise hands? Believe it or not, our first hand up is Herbie. Go ahead, Herbie. How could you guess? (laughs) I believe that. Well, Anna, first of all, I will mention that I was actually told to mention this on the show, but, uh, um, well, the second part, anyway, my one of my favorite small air appliances that I'm going to use in a minute, actually, is the air fryer. And um, if anybody uses Schwann's, they are now including air fryer instructions on a lot of their products, at least their chicken ones. Um, I haven't looked at every, like, single product to tell you, to tell you if it has uh, air fryer instructions or not, but, uh, so, um, I don't know. I want to say they didn't actually have that a month ago, but I could have just missed it because, uh, mm-hmm. um, but I definitely see them now for sure. So I think that's uh, pretty exciting, but, uh, I do have, uh, the air fryer and, um, so gonna give that a try in a minute for Schwann's products. I have not done that yet. And, uh, my Keurig is another friend of mine. I know you don't like coffee there, uh, Jeannie, but uh, I do. I need it. And uh, also use it for tea because it actually, unlike the microwave, it actually boils the water. The microwave just actually steams the water. So you know, I think that's probably better for the tea as well as um, whatnot. So I uh, have that. And um, those are my two favorite small kitchen appliances. My little blender I got to. I almost sometimes miss my bigger one, but because uh, it was not as easy to overflow, but uh, I'm learning how to use the small one. Well, that's good to know about the Schwann's products. For those of you who have used them, they make some really good products. You will pay for them. They are not inexpensive, at least not as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah, you will pay for them. 
but but they are good. So at least if you do choose to spend the money for them, you know that you're getting a good quality product. And I think that's great that now they have the air fryer instructions for those things like the chicken. That's awesome. Yep. So I'm going to go see how their spicy chicken fillets do in the air fryer. Yum. Okay. Sounds good to me. Well, we are going to have French dip sandwiches tonight. And just in case anybody is curious about that, I found a recipe and uh, cooked the roast, a roast beef, in my slow cooker the other day. But then I got some hoagie rolls and I opened those up and I put cheese on one side and stick them in my Cuisinart TOA60 air fryer toaster oven and toast them for about five minutes. And that makes the inside of the bare side of the bun nice and toasty and it melts the cheese on the other side of the bun. And then I put my warmed up meat on there and close them up. And then I stick them in the microwave for like 30 seconds just to be sure that the cheese is good and melted and everything is sticking together. So I'm really taking advantage of my appliances there. And I also warm the au jus in the microwave. And I have some little custard cups that I put in. Uh, And they've turned out really well. My husband said he thought they were every bit anything he's gotten at a restaurant. So that's nice. Of course, he may say that so he doesn't have to take me out and spend money on me, right? I don't know. All right. Who else has a raised hand? Mackenzie. Mackenzie. Hello. Hello. How are you tonight? I'm doing pretty good. Good. Do you have a question or do you want to tell us about your small kitchen electric appliance? Well, back on the topic of blenders and smaller ones overflowing, there's one that I actually got for my birthday this year from my mom. It's called a Magic Bullet Blender. Uh-huh. And it has little single-serve cups that you put all of your things in to make your smoothies or your milkshakes. And then you twist on the lid and click it together, and it blends, and there's no fear of overflowing. And is that one of the ones where after you twist on the lid, you turn it upside down? Yes. And put it on the base. Yeah, I have a ninja that's similar to that. And I love yes. it. Um, I am obsessed. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. That, that's good. All right. Well, I'm glad you told us about that. I've heard of the magic bullet and I've heard it's really good. So They're amazing. That's great. What's your favorite thing to fix in it? Mm, coffees and smoothies. Okay. Awesome. all right and by the way herbie i like coffee i don't have to have coffee every day and i call myself a social coffee drinker because if i'm with other people who are having it i'll have it but unless it's really really cold usually if i'm by myself i don't make it because my husband doesn't drink it and even though i have a curing type machine you know but i'm gonna make it soon because one of the things i wanted to talk about tonight and we've talked about this a little bit before when we were talking about blenders so you know mckinsey got me right into this is and and herbie both of you is um milk frothers and i know some of them are handheld and you can just put batteries in them and the one that's handheld that from what little bit I found online seems to be highly rated 
and we'll spin at 19 RPMs per, I don't know whether it was second or minute. Anyway, whatever it was. Um, the brand is Bean, like coffee bean, Bean Envy. So I thought that was a clever little name. And so I think maybe in the near future, I'll be getting one of those for myself. I didn't check on the price yet, but they say it's not too expensive and that if it does wear out, you know, you can just get another one. So, because I love having that creamy, frothy stuff on top of my coffee when I do have it. All right. Well, welcome, McKenzie. And who else do we have? And up next, we have a phone number, area code 619. Could you unmute and tell me who you are? Yes. Hi, this is Jenny. Um, I tuned in a little late. Jeannie, but I did have a question about the roast beef um, that I walked in on there. Oh, okay. Um, I'm a great fan of roast beef, and um, I'm a little. I have a, a slow cooker, mm -hmm. um, a medium sized one, and mm -hmm. um, I have been a little hesitant to make roast beef. I'm just a little bit rusty in some of my cooking things, and so my guess, my question was, um, what were the I have read a couple slow cooker cookbooks, and I have a couple questions, which are um, what your process was. Um, usually, they like you to saute. Often, they like you to saute, or, or you know, um, they call it uh, you know searing or giving bark mm -hmm. to the meat. Mm -hmm. And then I wonder what steps you went. And then finally, I have a talking meat thermometer, which I wonder if you use that to check the doneness of your roast beef. And just you sounds great. Okay, well, I can address this a couple different ways. First of all, it depends on what you want to do. Are you wanting to, if you're wanting to just make a roast or if you want to make a roast for French dip sandwiches. When I make my regular pot roast in the slow cooker, I actually don't sear it first. It, it may give it a little flavor, a little more flavor if you do, but I don't do that. I put my peeled cut up potatoes and my peeled cut up carrots unless I'm using baby carrots and then I just throw them in whole and an onion cut into wedges in the bottom of my uh, slow cooker and then I put eh, maybe a half a cup of water at the most you really don't need to put much some of the old recipes will tell you to put more in fact in a few minutes, we'll talk about St. Patrick's Day and corned beef. And there are some recipes that you'll find there where they actually have you drown the corned beef, as, as some say, and that's not really necessary. So then I season my roast with salt, pepper, garlic powder, onion powder. And that means that I actually sprinkle it on and take my hands and rub it all over the roast. Of course, you always want to have clean hands when you're cooking. And then after I lay that in there, if I want more onion flavor, I'll sprinkle an envelope of dry onion soup mix on top. And then I'll spread it with a can of cream of mushroom, or if you don't like mushroom, you can use cream of chicken or cream of celery soup. Cover it and cook it on low for eight to 10 hours or high for five hours, four to five hours. That's how I make my pot roast, you know, where I'm making it with vegetables. Or you can do it without the vegetables and then make mashed potatoes and 
green beans or peas or corn, whatever you want on the side, you know. So you can do that roast that way with or without the vegetables. For the French dip sandwich and the sandwiches, and this was really good. In a slow cooker, put a three-pound shuck roast and then add one can each of French onion soup and beef consomme, one can of beer, one-fourth cup of Dale's steak seasoning, which is actually almost more like a soy sauce. I don't know if they have it throughout the country, but they do have it in the South, and that's what this recipe called for salt and pepper and onion powder to taste. Cook on low six to eight hours or until very tender. I'm going to deviate from that because when I cooked it on low for six hours, it wasn't very tender. Um, What I did is I did cook it for the first hour on high to get it started, and then I cooked it on high for the last two hours, and it was fall apart tender Um, Then I let it cool, and because I wouldn't want this in my sandwich, after it cooled enough that I could handle it, I did fish out the fat and throw that away. Then I put my meat in a large bowl and kind of, you know, pulled it apart into small pieces. You can do that or shred it. And I um, put my juice in a dish you know, a bowl with a cover and put it in the fridge to cool so that as it cooled, any fat that was in the juice would go to the top and I could just take it off before I actually used the juice for the au jus. So that's how I did the French dip sandwich. Um, If you didn't hear this, um, I put it on hoagie rolls that I had toasted in my air fryer with cheese on one side. I used, um, what kind of cheese did I use? Uh, smoky provolone. That's what I used. And the other side, the thicker side of the bun, I left un, you know, uncovered, but it toasted. And so then you put the meat on it. And then when you dip it, it holds together and is just really, really good. And we're having the rest of the leftovers for supper tonight. So I hope that, no, that, that helps. It does. I just have one follow-up question. Um, huh? That's great because a lot of recipes kind of uh, that I've looked at um, make you feel that you really should go ahead and, um, you know, fry the beef on all sides, Mm -hmm. which is fine. I can do that, but I would prefer to skip that step. And then the other question I have is um, what could you substitute for Dale's steak sauce? Maybe Worcestershire sauce or... Um, I personally love Worcestershire sauce. Yeah, that word, you know, so that would probably work. But the Dales is more like a soy sauce. So you might want to use a low sodium soy sauce. So Okay. That, and then finally, or maybe half and half. I Finally, I just have had, I have, I, you don't seem to have had the need to use your talking meat, talking thermometer. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. It, you didn't mention it. Okay. Um. I do have a meat thermometer for your for your roasting, your slow cooker. You're not going to need that meat thermometer because you're going to cook it until it's fall apart tender. So you're not going to have to take the temperature of it. Um, you'll be able to tell by touching it and using a couple of forks and trying to pull on it to see if it's tender. If it when I when my first when I first checked mine, 
I put took a couple of forks and tried to pull on it and it didn't budge. And I'm like, oh no, this is not tender enough. And I kind of touched it, but of course it was hot. So I didn't stay there long. Um, so that was how I knew to cook it for a couple more hours. So if I were doing this recipe, like I say, I did it one hour on high and then I did it, I think it was six hours on low and then two hours back on high and it was fall apart tender. So you know, and it depends on how much time you have. You can do the whole thing on high if you want. Some people say it's better if you if it cooks on low. I haven't been able to tell that much difference. Um, so, but that's how you do it. Now, I do have a talking thermometer, a kitchen thermometer, and it is great to have one of those if you're doing some different meats. Like if you do um, chicken in the air fryer, for example. You want to make sure that it's up to 165 degrees. Um, for a pork tenderloin, I think it's 145. And when you take it out of the air fryer, let it rest a minute or two because it's still cooking and then check your temperature. But uh, the talking meat thermometers work very well for things like that. Thank you so much. I'm going to buy all the ingredients on Friday. Okay. I have had a little trouble using the talking thermometers, but it just probably takes practice. So thank you very much, Jean. You're welcome. Yeah, and remembering which button does what and all that good stuff. And the meat thermometer that I have, I forget the brand name. I got it on Amazon, and it was only $11. And I'm like, wow, I need to tell people about this. And then, unfortunately, sometimes you can get something on Amazon, and later it'll say, no longer available. We don't know if or when this will be back in stock, and that's the case with that thermometer. But there are lots of good meat thermometers for under $30 or $40 out there. So, And these are ones that talk, of course. Yeah, yes, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, the ones that talk. Yeah. Thank you, Judy. You're welcome. Who else well, do we have, Mike? Up next is Doc. Doc. Okay. Hi, Doc. Well, good afternoon or evening or whatever it is somewhere. Yeah. Well, two of my favorite kitchen appliances are the microwave and the slow cooker. All right. Yeah. I, I find that uh, with the uh, bump dots that uh, all microwaves are accessible for me uh -huh. although i do have a talking microwave oh, okay it's called the tm uh yeah tm-2 i think talking microwaves what oh, okay and where did you get it from blind my smart or somewhere else i got it through the va oh okay they issued it to me when I took a cooking class, uh -huh. and uh, it's really handy. It's a little slow mm -hmm. compared to a standard microwave because you have to hold one button for quite a while until it gets through giving its instructions. Then you have to either it, it's preset for minutes, but the next button is for seconds if you're uh -huh. just heating up something so that's very very nice and it it just has 12 buttons on the front of it uh -huh. um, no other display no light inside because it's for a blind person okay. so, <laughs> you know it's uh it's really neat and 
I, I have a six quart uh, slow cooker, and one of my favorites is to do a pork loin roast. Mm. And I uh, scrub potatoes and I leave the peels on. I do too, a lot of and, times. And, and I like to just cube it up and I put in a layer of potatoes. And then after I have uh, seasoned the pork loin, and I use a lot of Mrs. Dash's. Uh-huh. Seasonings. And I have about six or seven. It's not like the kernel, though. Mine are not secret. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I just place it down. And then I I, uh, I bought some uh, garlic that uh, was chopped up and, and almost pickled in a jar at Safeway. Uh-huh. And, and I put a good layer of garlic on top of it in addition to cutting up garlic and putting on top of that. And then I pack more potato, baby carrots, and I cut up celery and put around it. And then I put a, a package of Lipton's uh, instant soup mix. Uh-huh. Sprinkle that up on top. Add a little bit of water. It'll voila, she's ready to go. I was going to say, what time is supper? But I think you live too far away for me to make it. Where are you from, Doc? I'm in Concord, California. Are you really? So is my mother. Well, next time Ooh. I go out to visit, you'll have to have me over for dinner. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. My mom is in Concord. I'll be. Yep. And my sister is in Clayton. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just down the road away. Yep. Yep. So. Yeah. What part of Concord? Uh, well, I don't know what part she's on Pearly Lane. <laughs> so, well, I don't know it because I was, uh, when I came up here to live, I, I'm with my older daughter and son-in-law. Uh-huh. I was, uh, you know, not seen very much when I got mm-hmm. up here. So I just right. know my own little neighborhood a bit. Yeah. Well, I assume you're a veteran, and that being the yep. case, thank you for your service. We appreciate that. You're more than welcome. All right. Well, we're glad to have you. I don't think you've been with us before. Nope. All nope, right. I haven't. Uh, first timer. Won't be able to stay to the end because I have a, another commitment that I have to take care of a little bit. But Well, I understand, and I'm very glad you joined us and that you participated. Thank you so much. Yeah, where are you located? I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, been there. Yeah, great place. Yes, Everybody should come and visit. (laughs) Absolutely. That's a fantastic place. Yeah. All right. Who else do we have, Mike? This time, we have nobody. Nobody? Nobody. You know, we may have lost Chuck. Chuck, are you Um, still? Yeah, he's still here. Okay, Chuck, come on and unmute and join in the fun. I will. Okay. All right. I haven't used my sandwich maker too much here lately, uh, but I do have the Keurig. I have to get a new one, though, because my K-Cups, I don't know if there's something inside that Keurig that is messed up or not, but sometimes I can put them in there and they're... and it, the, uh, you know, like the amount of coffee you want, the flashing lights don't come on for some reason. And when I t- try to get the K-cup out, it gets stuck in there. and You got to pull on it hard to get it out. So I might have to get a new Keurig. 
Well, let me ask you a question before you go out and get a new Keurig. All right. Have you ever cleaned your Keurig? Uh, yeah, it's, it, uh, it's supposed to be cleaned like maybe every three to six months, I think. Okay, so you've been doing that. Yeah. And have you cleaned the part where the needle is? I'm not really sure because my friend helps me do that, a lot of that stuff. And Okay. I might suggest that to him. I'll see him. Yeah, make sure, so. make sure that he does that because it could just be a problem with maybe that part hasn't been cleaned very well and it may just. Oh, that's a good point. Clean. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. do that before you invest in a new one. But okay. if, you just, if you decide to invest in a new one and if you don't want to spend much money, mm-hmm. if, if you don't need different sizes of cups, I use one that's made by Chulux, C-H-U-L-U-X. I got it off of Amazon. Okay. It was only, I think, it was either $29 or $39. I think the last time I bought it, it was $39. Okay. It's, it's very simple to use. It has one button. You push it when you're ready for the coffee to brew. Um, and you dump in just enough water for one cup and, you know, put your little cup, little Keurig cup in there. And okay. it makes the cup of coffee. So it's very simple, very inexpensive. And that's a possibility if you find that you do need to replace the one that you have. Okay. Okay. Now let me ask a question. Can you make other, can you make uh, tea and hot chocolate in it? Like you, like you do. Oh, yeah. Whatever you have the K cup for, you can make in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. I have hot chocolates and apple cider and Ooh, yes. Um, <laughs> coffee and i don't have any teas right now but yeah you okay. anything that's in a k-cup you can do it and i uh, do i and i understand too that you can take it wherever you you know it, yeah it's that, pretty small you could you know if you had a big suitcase you could <laughs> clean it out make sure it's dry and pack it and take it with you oh fantastic uh, yeah i've heard you talk about it before yeah right right and um i just want to tell you that um I'm going to Florida next week for a four-day trip, um, and this is going to be the last call for me. With I know, but that's okay. And, we understand. Um, Bible study, I'll be going into it when I get back. It's going to be, mm-hmm. I think, every Wednesday. So, okay. I wish I could get them to change it to Tuesday so I could be on this call, but anyway. Oh, well, <laughs> who knows? But yeah. anyway, if they ever don't have it one Wednesday, you can surprise us and join us. How about I'll that? do that. Yes, I will do that. And just a little housekeeping note, and thank you, Chuck, for joining us. Um, for You're those welcome. of you who may not know, we used to have this call every other Wednesday, but now we're having it the first and third Wednesday of each month. So um, it's the first and third Wednesday of each month. So our next call will be April 5th, right, Chuck? First Wednesday of April? April the 5th, yes. That's right. Okay. Chuck and I kind of have calendars in our heads, but his is better than mine. So I like to verify <laughs> with him. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. Okay, we got a pile of hands up. Here. Oh, good. So. A pile of hands. A pile like of that. hands. The first hand is Courtney. You can hey, go Courtney, ahead. how are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. And it's not Courtney from Mississippi anymore. It's Courtney I from know. Alabama now. <laughs> I saw that. Congratulations. And I know it's kind of a chore getting all set up in your new house. How are you doing? We're, we're doing well. 
I'm just trying to get all of my kitchen unpacked and then we'll work on the rest of the house. But yeah, been kind of waiting because they're supposed to come lay flooring in our new kitchen. But anyway, oh. <laughs> so, but yeah, I wanted, wanted to share about, um, of course, I haven't been here in a couple of months and I wanted to share about my favorite small kitchen appliance that I fell in love with. And that is my KitchenAid mixer. Ah. I took it out around Thanksgiving or Christmas and I told my husband, I said, I'm going to leave it on the counter through the holidays. And it stayed on the counter until we moved. Wow. So, yeah. So I'm loving my KitchenAid. And um, we left the microwave behind because we didn't know how much room we were going to have. And kind of glad I did because I, I don't have room for it. Because now I want to get me an air fryer that does <laughs> just about everything that a microwave will do. So. Uh-huh. Except so, microwave. <laughs> except it, it will reheat. So, you know, and yeah, that's true. We, um, of course, been eating, eating out a lot until I can get my kitchen unpacked. And right. I did use a large kitchen appliance, <laughs> but if you have in there and you can be done in the air fryer, we heat, reheated our pizza in an iron skillet in the oven. And oh my goodness, y'all, it is so much better than heating it in the microwave. Oh, yeah. You just put it in there for 10 minutes at 350. Oh my goodness. So, well, yeah. same with the air fryer. I mean, it's yeah. yummy reheated in the air fryer too. Oh yeah, oh yeah, awesome. So we kicked the microwave to the curb. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I've heard of families doing that, and um, you're right. You can reheat in the air fryer. Some things you can just reheat in the instant pot on mm-hmm. saute. You know, low saute, and so mm-hmm. yeah. Or else, you know, if you want to bring them up to pressure and really heat them, you can do that too. But right. yeah, there are other ways to reheat things besides the microwave. So that's awesome. And I'm so glad you've gotten moved and I hope you enjoy your new home and Thank congratulations. You. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. You're welcome. All right. Who's next? Desi. Oh, Desi, how are you tonight? Hi. Well, I am okay. I am here in Franklin um, until a week from today. Um, oh. I got here I got here on Sunday and I will, uh, and we, I came so that I could get furniture ordered for my place. And uh-huh. um, good idea. <laughs> and that is all, that is all done. Oh. Um, I don't have it yet. Um, right. It, it's coming on the 20th and the 21st and then I'm leaving on the 22nd. And then um, I will be back permanently on April 23rd. So. Right. Yay. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I've got, you know, everything is well underway, but I love my small electric appliances and I, I don't have any of them with me, of course. Um, but my uh, cousin has provided me with a nice uh, water heating uh, pot, you know, to uh, uh-huh. like, like a large version of a hot pot. Uh-huh. And um I will bring my own microwave and I also, of course, have my TOA 60 uh, toaster oven, air fryer, convection oven, broiler baking combination (laughs) thing, (laughs) which I love. Um, I was interested to hear Courtney say about her KitchenAid mixer because um, I gave my KitchenAid to my niece because the one I have has a five quart bowl. And it's just bigger than I really need right now, um, you know, and my 
my space is fairly limited. So mm -hmm. I'm going to be looking for a, a smaller stand mixer because I do love a stand mixer. Um, I don't like having to run the hand mixer around the bowl and try to make sure you got everything covered and all that junk. Mm -hmm. So um, that'll probably be a purchase that I make after I get down here. Ah. And I have my Keurig coffee maker, of course, and I have my small Brentwood, I think it's a uh, Brentwood um, electric skillet. I don't forget. I don't remember what the size is, but I, it's not real big, but mm -hmm. it's, it's perfect for just one person. Right. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Probably. I, I know I'm, I've got, I'm a hand blender user and, um, and I also have one of those little, Ninja blenders that I think you have one of maybe that uh, uh -huh. does a, a single smoothie at one time. And right. I love that. So yeah, I'm very much into my small kitchen electrics and uh, uh, I, I will say that I was a little um, nonplussed when I woke up this morning at about six 30 and it was 25 degrees. That was a little <laughs> chillier than I was planning on. Yes. Welcome to Tennessee. Uh -huh. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so it's been good so far. We've been having a great time. Well, good. So, um, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, that's probably all I really have to share, but. Um, well, you, you absolutely answered my question because I was going to ask when you were talking about your apartment, if you had figured out which appliances you'd be able to have and blah, 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 blah. And of course you went right into that and you've already yep, answered and I've, my question. I've got crock pots and I'm, I'm going to get the mini inst instant pot. I did have a six quart. I gave it to a good friend of mine who, uh -huh. who wanted a larger one and decided that I'm going to be ordering myself the three quart um, duo seven in one. Cause oh, yeah. It'll be I don't really big for you. Exactly. I don't need that great big, huge one. I yeah. bought it originally because it actually was on sale for less than the price of the smaller one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen that happen. Yeah. But so. then, you know, I found out I didn't really use it very much because it was just too big. So, right. Yeah. You'll use so, the three quart a lot. Oh, I'm sure I will. Absolutely. Well, awesome. Oh, I will. So good and, to talk to you. And and let me know if you want to get together while you're here. Because hey, yes, I will. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, if not this time, definitely when I come back. Um, oh, definitely, yes. The only yes. reason I say that is because um as of Saturday we have other company coming in and then uh my my cousins uh, daughter and two grandsons are coming in on uh, Tuesday so that I ah. can meet the baby. I stayed longer than I might otherwise have. So, ah. and is Happy be... with you? She is. All right. Oh, yeah. She's been a huge hit everywhere we go. People I'll are bet. just. Yeah. So, well, you know, I mean, in Phoenix, uh, people are okay with her. But here, when I walk in somewhere, everybody is so. Oh, your dog is, you know, so <laughs> darling and such a nice yeah. girl and blah, blah, blah. So it's been really fun. <laughs> well, that's great. All right. Yeah. Well, glad you're visiting my part of the country right now and look Me forward too. to when you move here. And thanks well, for joining us. Yeah. Just a little over a month away now. So, yep. yeah. Okay. All right. Take it easy. All right. Thank you, Desi. Who uh -huh. else do we have, Mike? Deborah. Deborah. Oh, I think that's me. Is it me? It is. Yes, it is. Could be, yeah. If you're Deborah, okay. you are up. Okay. I well, I'm I'm new here. I've uh, 
seen your listing in the community calls a couple of times and thought, oh, that sounds interesting. And I've been listening and I was correct. It is interesting. Oh, good. Um, so, but first of all, I have a question for you. And that is, who are you? Who's holding court here? Oh, you missed that part, huh? Oh, I, yeah. Maybe I didn't say, you know. And and Deborah, where are you from, if you don't mind me asking? I I live in two places. I'm huh. uh, currently in St. Petersburg, Florida, where I have a condo, and I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Are you Deborah, the author? I am. Oh, yes. okay. I, I thought I recognized your voice. Okay, this is Jeannie Johnson. Oh, and- hi. Hi, and I'm in Nashville, yeah. Tennessee, and I'm the one who generally conducts this call on those times when I'm not able to, and there have been two times um, Peggy Carpenter uh, is my backup. So, Well, it's very cool. It's a cool idea. Yeah. So um, so I I do, I've, I've been loving what I've heard so far. Somebody else already mentioned the TOA 60, which I was going to talk about. <laughs> I've had mine for a couple of years, but because I live in two places. What happens is I bought it in Florida and I started learning how to use it. And then I went back to Cincinnati and then several months went by and I came back and I thought, oh no, I don't remember anything. <laughs> I didn't mark it. Well, anyway, so I'm I'm learning it for the third time, if you can believe it, in a year and a half. Um, but, uh, but I think it's very cool. But I, I think what I wanted to share that I think is kind of different is um so I, I set up a new apartment in Cincinnati in August. I moved from one place to another. And so I got all settled in and I think it was Thanksgiving was coming and there was something there's this embarrassing, you know, how everybody, your kids, your adult kids have things that they say you have to make every year, even though you think uh, yes. silly and you don't want to make them anymore. But <laughs> There's there's this jello that I started making when they were little and now it's a must have. So I needed to boil water. And I've always had a, a whistling tea kettle on the stove, but I didn't have one. If I'd had one in Cincinnati, I lost it in the move. Now, I knew I had one in Florida, but I thought, okay, I need I'm not going to boil water in a great big pot mm-hmm. and pour it and burn myself. And I don't know how to boil water in the microwave. So, um, and at the same time, I had seen on some list where people were raving about the joys of rice cookers, and I'd never had one. Mm-hmm. So, I got on, I use shipped for grocery delivery all the time, which mm-hmm. I've done for five years now. And the, the beauty of shipped is it's not just groceries. I bought a lot of toys for kids from Target on ship. So I got on ship and I got on Target and I looked around for small appliances. And I bought an electric kettle for 20 bucks, plug it in, push one button, boom, boils the water. I'm getting rid of my tea kettle in Florida. All right. <laughs> it's so much easier. It just Do you know what brand it is, Deborah? Well, the one I bought in Cincinnati was a Hamilton Beach. Okay. And I like it better. I when I got down here a couple of weeks ago, I wanted to buy one here and I couldn't remember. And the one I bought is Aroma. Uh-huh. And it works the same way, but it's bigger. I like the mm-hmm. smallness right. of the Hamilton Beach. 
Um, easier to pour it into something else. But both of them, they're they're so simple. Like, how did I not know about this device all these years? You just push one button, it boils, it automatically shuts off when it boils, but you hear it. It doesn't whistle like the old-fashioned mm-hmm. tea kettle, but who cares? Yeah. And it's easy, easy pour. That's what I like. Both of them are very easy pour. It's just delightful. So while I was in the small appliance shopping mode, I bought a rice cooker. Uh-huh. And it's very cool. It's called Aroma. And I uh-huh. did, I'm, I'm going to buy another one down here. That's the problem. Living in two places. You got to buy two of everything. So, and I bought a, uh, I, I had a big old honking ninja here in Florida, but nothing in uh, Cincinnati. And I bought a little, I think it's Hamilton Beach also, but it's a little one, one deal smoothie maker thing. Oh, okay. Good. And I'm like, boy. All these things, all three of them together were less than a hundred dollars. Yeah, and and they got delivered to my door. I it was like, yeah, Christmas to myself. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so yeah, I just I wanted to share that in case other people are using shipped or have not experimented with these other small appliances. And then I'll just close out with a question, and uh-huh. that is. Um, you were talking about stand mixers and the irony is I have been a baker all my adult life. I mean, not that I'm a pro, but I love baking. And when my daughter got married, my college roommates gave her a stand mixer as a wedding gift. And the little green monsters arose in my brain because I thought, well, that's a fine, how do you do? I've been baking for 40 years yeah. and I've never had anything but a hand mixer myself. But um, but really, I think I had this idea that only really wealthy people had stand mixers. So I've been realizing lots of people do. But my question is, um, if you all could tell me, I didn't know until that reference was made a few minutes ago, to one of different size because both of my kitchens are pretty small. So if there's one you could recommend or tell me something about the sizes, I'm thinking about going that route. It's like a new concept to me, but I have a feeling I'd like it. I have a stand mixer that is supposed to be smaller than most, but even then it's still pretty large. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately I don't like mine. It's made by Hamilton beach. Okay. Uh, it, as I recall, had good reviews on Amazon or else I wouldn't have bought it. And it only, I think, cost $109, which is much cheaper or much less expensive than yeah. your um, KitchenAid mixers. Um, but a lot of people swear by them. Mine, it seems like the beater thingy, and they're different from, you know, they don't have regular beaters like you have on a hand mixer. It's more like a big, I don't paddle thing for lack of a better word to use. Um, But mine, I still have to scrape down the edge of the bowl and I have to scrape up stuff from the bottom of the bowl. So I'm not very happy with mine. And I don't think it's because I don't have it all the way down into the bowl. I think I have it down as far as it will go. 
Um, and I don't know if our KitchenAid folks have a smaller one or not. Um, so is that the advantage of them? Uh, this is really great because I feel like I'm in a safe place where I can ask this question that might embarrass myself sure. otherwise. But is the advantage then that you you don't have to keep turning the bowl and scraping down the sides like you right. Do Right. Supposedly it does that. And the KitchenAid, they have, I forget what they call theirs, but um, some special thing. But yeah, it's supposed to pretty much mix that. Like you can put something in there and I've been told and walk away for three or four or five minutes to do something else and, and hmm. it'll keep mixing your stuff at whatever speed you set it. So that is one of the advantages. But it, the ones I've seen do take up a lot of room. And uh -huh. Jeannie, we got hands up. Lots of hands, huh? Yep. Okay, so well, we're we going to move on then, Debbie, and I hope Deborah, and I hope this helped. Also, I'll it let did. everyone Thank know you. before he tells the next person, if any of you have any questions in between our get-togethers, you can send an email to community at acb.org and say, please forward this to Jeannie or the It's Electric person or whatever you want to call me. Just don't make it too bad. Um, and they will do that and I will get back to you because I love to help people with their small kitchen electrics as much as I can. And Jeannie, so, you're a genie, J-E-A-N-I-E, -E, not Jenny, right? Double in, double in like I dream okay. of Jeannie. Yeah, okay, because I don't see Jeannie in the list. I see. Oh, well, I don't know. I see Jenny. No, well, she's here too because she talked earlier, but J-E-A-N-N-I-E. -E. Okay. Thank you. All right. Who else do we have, Mike? All right. So here's what we're going to do. We got 15, about 15 minutes left. Uh-huh. And we got two people that haven't spoke. So I'm going to take them first and then right. I'm going to take all the repeaters. So okay. the first Sounds good. new person who hasn't spoke is Maria. Hi, Maria. How are you tonight? And Maria, you're still muted. Yeah, you can unmute. I'm going to South Thunder a request to unmute. Okay. Is she on a phone or a computer? No, she looks like she's on a computer. Alt, uh, Alt A if you're on a computer or on an iPhone, smartphone, double tap the unmute button. Yeah. And since. Oh, here we go. We got her. Uh, we got her. Oh, good. Okay, good. Maria, hey, Maria. go ahead. Oh. Well, we thought Hang we had on. You. I thought we had her. Just a second here. Hopefully. All right, let's go to that. Let's while we're waiting for Maria, let's go to Sue. Sue, go ahead. Okay. Hi, Sue. Hi there. How are you tonight? Um, I'm good. <clears throat> I'm in uh, Carmichael, California. Uh-huh. And I've been here a few times. And um, I um, have a lot of small electric appliances, but earlier we were talking about the slow cooker and I have two of them and I have one that's the older kind that you have, you, you can't take the inside out of it. Oh, wow. Wash it. It was, yeah, it was my, one of my sister got two for a wedding gift in 1974. Yeah. So I've got that one. And then my neighbor last year, we were talking and she said, do you need a, a, a crock pot? And I said, well, I have one. And I said, but it's, you know, the kind you have to take the, um, you can't take the inside out. And she said, well, she had a 
practically brand new and that you'd eat only once or twice. And I said, do you want it? And it's the same size. It's the three quarts. So I took it ah. and I've used it, what, once, I think. And it worked fine. It's nice. You can take the inside out and clean yes. it. Yes. And um, then she, later she gave me the, um, it's a cover thing that you can put it in. Uh-huh. But carry- I mean, it's to a carrier thing. Uh-huh. Is that to put, and she doesn't have the directions, is that to put the whole crock pot in or is that just to put the inside in? They all fit in it. It's stored in you, it. So I, yeah, you yeah. can put the whole crock pot in it. So like if you're going to some sort of potluck and you want to keep whatever is in there warm while you, know, while you have a church service or whatever you're having, um, you can just plug it in and keep it warm. So yeah, you can take the whole thing. And I don't know what brand yours is. Some of them you can actually lock down the lid, but you don't want to lock the lid down when it's cooking. You just want to do that when you're traveling with it. So I don't think this locks down, or if it does, I have no clue how right. it works. But okay. I I bought a, a pork roast or pork thing, something. Mm-hmm. And um, I was thinking about cooking it in a day or two in the crock pot. And when I do it, I put the pork roast in the crock pot, and then I put a can of crushed pineapple and um, a can of cranberry jelly. Oh. And plug it in, turn it on, and leave it go. There you go. It's very easy, and, and it's good. And then I get out mashed potatoes and whatnot. Right. And that's one of the joys of the crock pot, especially if you're using something like um, a pork roast or loin or roast beef, those kinds of things, because you can just put them directly in the slow cooker or the crock pot. Now, if you're doing something with ground beef, for example, generally you have to brown it first in a skillet. And so that's where the Instant Pot has an advantage because the Instant Pot, and we haven't talked really much about Instant Pots tonight, but the Instant Pot, you can brown your ground beef right in the liner and then add all your other ingredients and, and cook it under pressure and release the pressure and then last egg anything that's dairy um, because I've, the dairy doesn't do as well under pressure. So Yeah, I've never cooked anything with ground beef in the crock pot yeah i have a chili recipe but for the chili recipe you have to brown the ground beef first so so that's kind of a disadvantage now i do my chili in my instant pot well Um, i'm glad you i'm glad you came and i'm using my toast toaster of my uh air fryer toa 60 yeah yeah a lot of us have that and love it don't we i yeah i've used it two days in a row that's unusual but and I didn't even set off the smoke detector this time. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, we, we made steak one night, and it smoked a little bit for some oh, reason. Okay. But the hamburger went real good last night. So Okay, and one thing you can do to keep it from smoking when you do steak, you know, the little tray that goes under the basket, put just right. a little bit of water in that, and that way when the grease falls down there, it, it won't get smoky. Okay. All right. All right. Who else do we have? Mike? 
All right, so I have had no luck with getting Maria to unmute. Okay. And so I'm just going to start going with repeaters. And the first one is Jenny. Go ahead. Hey, Jenny. She, you can speak, yeah. Jenny. Oh, You're hi. unmuted. There you are. Okay. Okay, thank you. I just wanted to give a very brief um, answer to the Keurig issue that came up. Uh -huh. um, I've had a Keurig now for 10 years, one of the very basic models. But the secret that I want to share with all of you guys is the 800 number has certain benefits. Um, if you register your brewer, you get wonderful um, promotions on the K-Cups. If you don't like a K-Cup, they'll just send you back, a, you know, like a box you bought of 22. If for some reason you didn't like it, they'll just send you a complimentary one of your choice. Wow. And then finally, I called a couple times because I was having trouble with my brewer, um, I thought, and they started telling me, well, you know, your K-cup holder might be unseated. And and then all of a sudden they said, you know what? We're just going to send you another one brand new at no cost. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, I just think that if there is a problem, they have a troubleshooting option. And then sometimes, um, you know, you could prosper with these manufacturers, you can may be able to just ask for a new one. It doesn't hurt to ask. Yeah. I didn't even ask. Wow. So I just wanted to add that. That's great. And some and companies I, are better on those kinds of things than others. And I'm glad you mentioned that, Jenny, because when you do get a new electric appliance, it's really important to register it, A, for the reason that Jenny said, but also you may recall at our last session, some of the uh, Kasori air fryers were being recalled. And if you have your appliance registered, then if for some reason it's recalled, they know exactly how to get in touch with you so that they can recall the appliance and replace it or fix it or whatever they're going to do. So very important. Thank you, Jenny, for mentioning that. All right. Up next is Courtney. Aha. Uh -huh. Hey, Courtney. Hi. So um, as most of you know, the In the Kitchen with Courtney call has been on hiatus Oh yeah, because of my move, right. I hope to come back in in April. But I have been doing a call once a month with Future Insight called Out of Sight Cooking, uh -huh. and this past Sunday was my uh, call for this month. And I wanted to um, mention one thing that I learned: if you have appliances that you need the Braille overlays for, you can order those from Amazon at no cost. One of the callers said that, um, you know, there when you pull it up, there is a cost, but you get that credited to your account. So it, you know, eventually becomes free. So as long as you know your make and model number, put that into your search engine in Amazon and type in Braille overlay. Wow. And if they have it, they it will pull it up and you order what you need. Wow, that's awesome to know. I had no idea about that. Yes. I knew that some manufacturers would would mm -hmm. provide them, but I didn't know you could do that through Amazon. That's Yeah, that's I didn't great. know it either, and so I thought I needed to share that with everyone tonight. And um, talking about cooking ground beef, I cook my ground beef in the crock pot, and so I'll buy it by you know 10-pound roll or 10 pounds uh -huh. at a time when it's on sale. And I will brown it. I'll just crumble it up in my crock pot. And I don't want to do it, you know, almost, I almost fill it up. Uh, and then I cover the meat with water, just barely cover it. 
and cook it on high for three hours. Oh, drain it. And then I bag it up into one cup portions and put that in the freezer. So I always have it, you know, for those, for those nights when you got to have that cooked ground beef, you just pop it out and defrost it in the microwave if you have one. And then, (laughs) and, um, and then you can just pour it in your soup stews, chilies, you know, yeah. spaghetti, whatever. And I've done something similar in the instant pot. I'll I'll get the three pound chubs and I'll stick mm-hmm. those in the instant pot and cook it on the trivet. And then all the grease, of course, drains off. And mm-hmm. again, then I just crumble it up and bag it in um, three individual portions that are all about the same size. So yeah, mm-hmm. and that that way you do have the ground beef ready ahead of time. Well, awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Who else do we have, Mike? I know we're okay. getting close yeah, to Yeah, we're the end. at four minutes to the top of the hour. And Mackenzie. Hey, Mackenzie. Where are you from, by the way, Mackenzie? Uh, Riddle, Oregon. Oh, Oregon. Okay. Yeah. Um, so back on the standing mixers topic, um, my mom has a KitchenAid, and we use it quite often. And as you were saying, you do have to still like scrape the sides and the bottoms. Um, however, you are able to just leave it and let it go. Another thing is they have other attachments for it. So they have like a cheese grater attachment or a potato peeler or a fry maker attachments. Um, which is basically you just attach it and turn it on and let it do its thing, same how you would with mixing, which comes in handy. Um, my mom and I use it to make like curly fries. Oh, cool. Um, and one of my favorite recipes, not sure if it counts because we use our oven, but I like to make cheesy ranch potatoes. Uh-huh. So you take however many potatoes you want and you cube them and lay them in um a high-edged cookie sheet and then you put a cup or two of ranch on top and sprinkle cheese and then bake them 350 400 until they're soft and they are amazing and this is the liquid ranch like the ranch in the bottle yeah okay Awesome. I see, we got another recipe. All right. Good deal. And yeah, you could, people could do that in their air fryer basket of either their air fryer or their air fryer oven. And um, even if you have a standalone air fryer, if you don't want to put them in the um, basket, if you have a pan small enough, you can put them in the pan and, and cook them that way. So awesome. Thank you. All right. One other thing that I wanted to be sure to say is um, there's a group called All Text Small Kitchen Electrics on Facebook. If you want to join that, guess what we talk about? Small Kitchen Electrics, and it's all text. Nothing is in pictures. Um, So if you want to join that group, feel free to do that. If you're a Facebook user, again, if you need to contact me or want to contact me, um, community at acb.org, please forward this to Jeannie or the It's Electric person. Our next session, as far as I know, will be April 5th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And how much time is left, Mike? Well, I'm at 59 after the hour, so it's oh, going to 